Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. Welcome to another episode of We All Have Something, a listener-sponsored podcast. That's right, you are not required to sponsor us, but if you feel like maybe you've gotten some value out of this podcast, feel free to scroll on down wherever you listen to your podcast and click on Show Website, and right there, you can sponsor this podcast for as little as $3 a month or even more if you feel you're getting something out of it. And when you do that, I get your email address and I get to message you with something special to send your way. But enough about that. Let's get into this episode, shall we? I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. We are well into season three now with our back-to-back episodes, and soon we're going to go to that weekly schedule, every Wednesday a new episode coming out. Uh, This episode, like the other dailies, is going to be kind of short, but it's going to be thoughtful. And it's kind of interesting. I normally am a lot more outlined when it comes to an episode, but this one kind of just came to me the other day. And I was like, do I want to talk about it? Do I not want to talk about it? Is it podcast worthy? And I think it is because it ties into a, a bigger thing, and that's forgiveness. But before we talk about forgiveness, let me let me just kind of walk you back how I got here. I'm a part of a couple of inner circles. These are groups of people who come together that are interested in growing their life and getting on a path of personal or professional development. These inner circles, we meet every other week. We talk about our goals, where we are in life. We also do book recommendations. We do check-ins with each other. We ask for support or help if needed. Basically, the whole idea is that we're looking to support each other as best as we can. One of my inner circles recently, we posed a question to each other. With what you know now, what would you say to a younger version of you, whether it's middle school you or high school you or 20-something you, what would be something you would share of your wisdom with your younger self? And I'm going to be honest with you. I've had this question before and I struggle with it. I struggle with it in the sense of, I'll, I'll say something like, just keep believing in yourself. You know, you're on the right path. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. And other people come up with like, oh, I would say this about that person, or I would say not to worry about this or stress less or play more. But I have to honestly say, when I give my answer, I feel like I'm just giving an answer and it wasn't really resonating with me. It didn't feel like that's what I would definitely want to tell myself. The reason though I say that, the reason I say, I would say to myself, you know, it's going to be hard, but keep going. You're on the right path. Believe in yourself. Just keep doing it. You're, you're doing it because I strongly believe everything that I have experienced, good or bad, has led me to where I am today allowing me to be the person I am. And I'm happy with my life. I feel like I have an understanding of how to maintain balance and rhythm and understand my habits and my behaviors and how that influences how my life exists. And that without all the experiences that I've had, that I wouldn't have that knowledge and wisdom that I have today. Knowing also I have a whole bunch more experiences coming up in my life that will give me more knowledge and more experience. So would I want my future self to come back and say, hey, here's what you need to know. And I skip those experiences. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that I would want. But I I landed on this the other day. If I could go back to myself 
in middle school. So where I grew up, that was seventh and eighth grade. I would I would take my seventh grade self to the side and say, dude, forgive your bullies. Understand they are in a worse place than you right now. I personally had a level of not feeling accepted because of my self-deprecation because of being dyslexic. Undiagnosed dyslexia essentially made me feel very insecure when it came to reading and writing anything. And when you're in middle school, no matter what the subject is, you're reading and writing. Social studies, history, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, English, math problems, word problems, get them wrong all the time because you got to read and understand and comprehend or have to write out a proper answer, which was terribly painful and difficult to say the least. When it comes to biology and science and, and things like that, which I really love. Oh man, do I love biology and earth science and things like that. But again, reading and writing stood in the way. My confidence was just horrible. And I did not feel good about myself. And there were people in our school, individuals, that did things that just compounded and made me feel worse about myself. And I held grudges on them for a long time. And I acted out. I did, I did bad things. I will say, I wasn't a full-blown bully, but there were people I picked on in a sense that because I felt insecure and I felt bad about my life and where I was, for some sense of feeling better than them, I would do things that were not nice to other people sometimes too. And I remember three particular incidences when I was in middle school that I was picked on. These have stuck with me now for you know 40 some years because that's how impactful they were. These are like core memories. And I don't remember which order they happened exactly, um, which, which one that came first, but I think it's in the order that I'm going to tell it. So one of the first things was I loved, I loved and still love animals and wildlife. They fascinate me. And I used to get uh, World Magazine and Ranger Rick Magazine. And one of those magazines had a full page of a chimpanzee's face. It was it was a tight shot. It wasn't like a head shot. It was a face shot. And the, the chimp was looking right into camera. It was just a beautiful, heartwarming look on its face. And I just love that picture so much. And I remember that I, I had used it as the front cover of one of my notebooks, but I also photocopied it and hung it up as the only picture I had in my locker. I, we had single lockers at the time. You know, the people had their lockers all decorated, everything else, all sorts of stuff. That was one and only thing I had in my locker. I loved that picture. I remember coming out of class one time and didn't pay much attention to the guys that were hanging out in that area of my locker because we all had lockers in that same area. And I was just trying to keep a low profile. I, I Again, wasn't liking myself and, and didn't didn't want <laughs> to be noticed. And they were kind of snickering and doing whatever. And I thought, you know, okay, cool, whatever. They're making fun of me saying something that happens. I open up my locker and on the face of the chimpanzee was a big circle with like it was a speech bubble. And it said, eat me on the, written right across it. And I was heartbroken. Someone had broken into my locker and defaced that one picture that I had. And I remember how distraught I was over that. It just threw me over the edge because I already was stressed. I already was feeling like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't accepted. And that was my one solace was that chimp face between classes. And I remember, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure I started crying. If I didn't cry there in that space, I know I, I cried walking away. I was really upset though. And later on, the kid who did it came up to me and apologized. He said, I thought it was just going to be funny. I didn't know it would hurt your feelings so much. He's the only one in all the years that ever apologized. But even then, he apologized. I don't think I forgave him. I think I had too much anger and frustration. And I don't think I ever forgave him. And if I did, you know, it was, I, I can say this. If I did, I know in high school, I still did not like him. 
and 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 kept him very much at arm's length. Even though I think he was a pretty cool guy, honestly. I think, you know, we had mutual friends or friends who were friends of friends, small school. And then another incident that occurred uh, was in Woodshop. Back in the day, we had Woodshop in high school or middle school. And I had carved something out to make some words or make a word. And it wasn't the best looking thing. You know, I did it on the bandsaw with a scrap piece of wood. But I liked it and I was proud of it. And I thought it was pretty cool how all the letters next to each other allowed it to stay attached, you know, and I drilled out the, there was an R in there, I think. And either way, I was proud of it. I thought it was cool. And I left it at my spot. We had these tables. I left it at my table to go wash something, put something away, clean something up, whatever it was. And I came back and it was broken. And I lost it. I absolutely lost it. You know, looking back on it, it was something I easily could have remade and redone. But I remember a sense of pride about what I had done. And then the fact that somebody would break it. And I know who did it in the sense that they were laughing at me uh, after I started crying. And again, never forgave those guys for it. They never apologized like the first dude did. (laughs) But again, it was one of those moments where I started to develop anger towards these people and hate towards these people. And the last one I'll mention that is a, a core memory for me that I really remember was in an effort to avoid people, I would always try to be like the first one out of the classroom when the bell would ring. And then in the first one, and then I would, I'd linger in the hall and be like the last one in the classroom for the next class. And that was just my routine to avoid people as much as possible. And I remember I was, I wouldn't say bolting out, but quickly leaving a class. And as I opened the door and started to come out, an older kid in the school was waiting and he just full on rammed right into my face. I don't remember what he hit me with. It was his forearm or if it was his fist or his elbow. I don't know what bloodied my lip. It hurt like hell. Of course, my mouth started bleeding and my lips swelled up and I'm, I'm a mess. And I don't remember all the details what happened, but I do know eventually I was in the assistant principal's office telling her what had happened and who did it. And she walked with me then to where he was. And that was lunch. I think we were on lunch. By that point, I think we were in the cafeteria and she hauls his butt out of there and he admitted to doing it. And he's like, you know, I don't know why I just did it. And again, he was another one of those people that were on my list of people I just hated, just disliked tremendously and had anger towards and just avoided at all cost and really, really made it difficult for me to have any positive feelings around middle school uh, and the first couple of years of high school, uh, first year of high school, because it was all the same place. Just we went to different classes, but we're all in the same place. I share this with you not because uh, I'm looking for sympathy. I'm I'm over that by now. By now. <laughs> I've had plenty of time to heal and process and, and go through the process of uh, how did how how did I get there? Where was I? What are things? What are the things that happened? And I look back at that and I see the value in forgiving. I have been wronged as an adult. I have had relationships where I was treated poorly. The list goes on and on of things where life is what life is. People who we trust sometimes hurt us. Sometimes it's a small hurt. Sometimes it's a big hurt. Sometimes people are abusive. Sometimes it's somewhere in between all of that. And it's hard. It is really hard to forgive people when they wrong us that way. So that now leap forward to my understanding of the power of forgiveness and what that does for us, for us, not for them, but for us. I would say, if I could go back in time, I would take my seventh grade self off to the side and say, look, dude, these people are in a bad way. 
the, the, the one who wrote on the face of your chimp or is going to write on the face of your chimp picture, he was antagonized by his buddies to do it. And he felt to be accepted by his friends, although poor choice of friends, he was just trying to show off and he didn't realize it was going to hurt you so much. He really had no idea. Does that mean that we can be best friends now? No. Does that mean his behavior is acceptable? Absolutely not. Does it mean that I can forgive him by understanding the position he's in in life? Sure, I can be understanding and I can forgive and I can let that go because the anger I held on to for years only, only was toxifying to me. It didn't affect him at all. The guys who ruined my, my work that I did in Woodshop very insecure individuals, ridiculously insecure, and who knows what demons they were fighting, but I can look back on that and see there's a lot of insecurity and a lot of challenges that I don't know about that I do know that they were facing challenges. Just like a lot of people didn't know about my dyslexia and the challenges that I faced and the insecurities I felt, I don't know what their demons were, but I need I needed to forgive them, and I, I would hope my younger self would understand these guys have it in a really bad way for whatever reason something's wrong. And that gentleman, and I will say the word gentleman, who smashed my face when I was coming out of the classroom quickly, I later did learn he had a really bad family situation. And I think he even dropped out of school before we got even halfway through high school. I I don't remember his full story, but I know he wasn't around after a while. And I know just as an adult now, looking back on what I can piece together, he had a really, really rough life, a really crappy life. I I was a random victim. There was nothing personal there. I was a random victim. I was right place at the wrong time or wrong place at the right time, whatever you want to call it. The point I'm getting at, what I really want to discuss with you, though, is forgiveness. And I was going to make this a short episode, but I see now I'm already rambled on far enough. This is not going to be a short episode. So here we go. Forgiveness. Let's talk about that. In an article from Psychology Today, the top five things they say why you should learn to forgive. Uh, Forgiveness, for one, frees you. Forgiveness helps your health. Forgiveness helps you move forward in your spiritual path. Forgiveness gets you out of victim mode and forgiveness, well, you start to forgive yourself as well. Now, the reading, that one I think is really important too. That's probably the the fifth one is probably the most important. So we're going to go backwards on this. When you forgive someone, you're also forgiving yourself. What does that mean? Well, a lot of times we blame ourselves for what happened. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have worn that. I shouldn't have been that way. I shouldn't have been so busy with work that, you know, my partner was looking elsewhere at other people, whatever it might be. Now, that said, a lot of times when things do happen, we do play a part in it, absolutely. But when we can forgive someone, take the time to forgive them, we also end up forgiving ourselves. It allows us to heal, not only for the situation that occurred, but for ourselves. And that's very important. And one thing you have to understand, when we're forgiving someone, we're not doing it for them. We are doing it for ourselves. Doesn't mean that we forget what happened. Doesn't mean that we admonish them of all responsibility. Whatever it might be you're looking to forgive someone for, it doesn't mean that what they did is okay. It doesn't mean you bless it, that, oh, it's fine, no big deal. It means that you're coming from a point of understanding that whatever happened, happened, and you're going to let it go. The other thing they mention is it gets you out of victim mode. What it says here is forgiveness breaks the bonds that tie you negatively to another person. You can forgive while not forgetting, like I just said. Uh, It goes on to say here, what happened to you happened. There's no denying that. And you should not try to pretend everything is back to normal because it isn't. You may forgive someone and never choose to see them again or have new boundaries around them. That's your choice after all, because what is done is done. 
It's a matter of whether you can trust that person again or a set of circumstances again. And again, that's where you now approach things with new boundaries. And maybe, maybe those boundaries include not having that person in your life anymore, whatever it needs to be. But when you're no longer the victim, no longer controlled by that negative energy, you can focus on becoming stronger on establishing your own integrity and building on your own character so that you know yourself well enough to never allow yourself to be caught in that situation ever again or that terrible compromise or dealing with that pain. The other thing they mentioned, like I said, is forgiveness frees you. It allows you to take your power back. All the energy and emotions that you pour into being angry with someone, being frustrated with someone, and most of the time, they have no idea. They do not, they're not the recipient of all of that negative energy that you have festering in you. It festers in you. It festers in you, causing emotional, psychological, and physical health challenges. These are facts. This is a scientific fact that anger and frustration causes that. When you are holding a grudge against someone, they may never know it, and all you're doing is damaging yourself. That rolls into then, of course, forgiveness helps your health. When you are dealing with these constant stress hormones and these stress feelings, all of the things like bad sleep because of all the stuff you're rolling it over in your head over and over again, you're feeling anger towards them whenever you see them or hear their name. All that does is tax your body and your health. The last thing here, forgiveness helps you move forward on your spiritual path, of course, because it encourages compassion, the ability to understand and relate to other people in the human experience, understanding that sometimes you may never truly understand someone, and that's okay. I don't know what demons are fighting, but seriously, if that's the way they're going to behave, they got a lot going on they need to resolve. Every case is different, obviously. What you need to deal with and work through is different for you. But then we get to the question of, okay, great, Rick, that's great. I now need to forgive somebody who wronged me, who I'm still pissed at five years later or whatever it may be, how do I do that? First and foremost, if you feel this is too big of a hurdle and just the idea of forgiving someone makes you that much more angry and tense, then please reach out for help. Please reach out to a therapist with the, with the idea like, hey, look, I'm reaching out looking for a therapist who can help me with forgiveness for X, Y, and Z, you know, whether it's abuse from a parent, whether it's a partner issue, whether it's something from your childhood that peers did to you, whatever it may be, if the idea of being able to forgive is so insurmountable for you right now, I ask that you please reach out to a therapist or a professional who is trained in walking someone through that process. In, in general, the general sort of path that many people say, uh, the you know, be the bigger person and decide to forgive. When you're the bigger person and you decide to forgive, well, isn't that nice? You know, get the crown on my head because I'm the bigger person. It's not about being the bigger person in the sense of being rewarded for that. It's a matter of letting yourself, giving yourself permission to move forward without waiting for them. If you're waiting for them to say they're sorry or, oh my gosh, I now see how I wronged you. If you're waiting, if you're holding on to that to happen and it never happens, you're, you're just poisoning yourself. So when you decide on your own, it doesn't matter if they ever acknowledge that. I am going to, going to choose to move on. It can be challenging to do that. And again, forgiveness can't be forced. You can't just wake up one day after feeling frustrated and upset about something. Okay, well, I now forgive you. But you can make the choice to start working towards that direction. Again, whether it's seeking out counsel or therapy in that space, it can be very empowering to choose to stop waiting for them to make a right because they probably aren't and start moving to the process of forgetting. Next step you really want to look at is identifying exactly what does that look like? What does it look like to forgive? What do I want? What is it that I want to be able to move forward from? And again, if well, I want them to apologize, I want them to acknowledge what they did. 
If they haven't done it yet, the odds are they aren't going to do it anyways. So what does it look like for you to move forward? So as you're moving forward, you can keep that goal in mind. I want to be free of the stress about this person. I don't want to feel angry all the time anymore. And then if this person does happen to come back into your life or is still in your life in some way, as you keep an eye on understanding what your goal is to move forward, to move past, as this person comes around and flares up these emotions again, perhaps you can easily move, or not easily, I shouldn't say easily, you can ease into that process more as you remind yourself what your goals are for you. Another way to possibly start is also to remove yourself emotionally. It's hard to do, of course. We're an emotional creature. It's what we are. We're humans, right? We wouldn't be having this discussion if we weren't. The reality is, though, when we can step aside, when we can remove ourselves and almost look at the situation as a third party and be objective about it, we can possibly see where we may or may not have had a part in this. What was it that actually happened without the emotions involved? Now, it does not excuse if you're a child who grew up in an abusive household. It doesn't mean like, oh, well, I should have been a better kid. No, I get it. I'm not saying that at all. Please understand there are certain situations where we had a role that we played in a situation that went bad. And there are other times where, like me, you were just walking out of the classroom, minding your own business, and you were a random victim and nothing more. That happens. So, Look at that objectively, because that also goes into the fact of sometimes when we forgive people, we forgive ourselves because we feel responsible for it. Do you feel responsible? Should you have done something different? Should you not have been so quick? Little little version of me to get out of the classroom and to avoid people? You can play all sorts of scenarios over and over again in your head. But when you take the opportunity to, to take a third-party objective position and you go, look, I am not responsible. I was a victim in this completely, or mm, no, I see where some of my responsibility was as well. This gives you clarity, regardless of where you land on it. It gives you clarity, allows you to start putting this into place and maybe makes it a little easier for you to go, okay, I was just a random victim. This person's life is a hot mess and it sucks. And I'm, I don't think it's fair that happened to me, but it shouldn't have happened to anybody. And it's this person is dealing with all this stuff and I forgive them for acting out inappropriately and poorly and making bad choices. And I happen to be on the other side of that. And that rolls us into trying to find empathy or sympathy. And, and you may not want to. Maybe, you know, go back to the, the, the having abusive parents. Maybe your parents were abused as well. It doesn't, does not excuse their behavior. Does not justify the behavior. Absolutely not. But if some empathy and sympathy to recognize where that comes from, that it wasn't your fault that you weren't an active participant in it, that it was beyond your control, having an understanding may dial down some of your hostility and bitterness, which again, this is for you, by the way. Forgiving is for you. Some people will also recommend you tell people that you forgive them. I recommend you do not if they have not admitted to their wrongdoing. Because honestly, some people are going to skate through life wronging you, thinking what they did is perfectly normal. It's perfectly okay. It made complete sense to them. And you're sitting there festering for the last six months over this. And you finally go up to them and go, you know what? I forgive you for being such a jerk and doing what you did. And they'll be like, excuse me? You're going to forgive me? I didn't do anything wrong. And then it causes a whole different problem. So if, if the person has come up to you and said, hey, look, I was a total idiot, out of line, complete jerk. I'm so sorry I did that. It might take you time to go, I accept your apology and I forgive you. And that's okay. Take your time. Maybe your response to that is, hey, I accept your apology, but I just need some time 
to work through what happened. And so then later you can come back to him and go, hey, look, I've worked through this. I appreciate you giving me space and I forgive you for what happened. And I'm working towards moving forward. And you set up the boundaries however you want around that. But again, start, start thinking about it that way. Think about, again, forgiveness is for you. And in this short podcast episode, my friend, we cannot solve the challenges and difficulties of what the process of going through forgiveness on big, heavy things is about. But I want you to think about this. If you find yourself in a space where somebody in your life has wronged you and it's been horrible to you, maybe maybe it was an abusive parent, but maybe it was an absent parent, find space in your heart to try to understand and forgive because that forgiveness is for you. It is for you, not for them. We're not looking to just let them off the hook, no responsibility, but to allow you space to heal and release that anger. It is a process. It's not easy. Please don't think I'm saying, oh, just think about forgiving them, and you can. It's not easy. What I wanted to have this podcast episode be about, those understanding the value in getting there, the value in putting in the work to do that, the value of not harboring anger and frustration and allowing yourself to move forward. And again, I can't stress it enough. If you're having a hard time with that, if, if you're like, look, I'd love to, but there's just no freaking way, please seek counseling or a therapist or something, something, someone who is trained in working people through the forgiveness process to help support you through that. You owe that to yourself. Your life is too precious to be constantly polluted with and clouded with anger and frustration towards someone or a group of people or whatever it may be to ruin your experience here on this planet. You can't take back what happened. You can't go back and change it. And your forgiving them isn't going to change that. And your forgiving them doesn't mean you just let them off scot-free. It means you put some boundaries in place and do the things you need to do for your health. And one of those things for your health is to be able to forgive them. And I hope this episode wasn't too heavy for you, but that's part of the way we do things here. You know, we all have something. We're talking about the good stuff. We're talking about the heavy stuff, talking about the stuff in between. And with that, too, as we roll into our weekly episodes, I think I mentioned this in one of the other episodes, we have some guests coming up. We'll have guests in a few episodes. We'll have solitary episodes like this one as we move forward through the season. I'm really excited about what season three is going to bring for us. A lot of new stuff, a lot of new voices, and might even have a couple other guests from last season come back to visit us. So we'll see what happens. All right. So with that said, we're going to wrap this up, but I want to remind you anything in this particular episode or any other episode you listen to brings you value. Do me a favor and share it with someone in your life who you think might gain some value from it as well. That's how we make a difference in this world. It's that ripple effect. One person at a time, changing lives the better, having conversations that are meaningful and thoughtful that allow us to enjoy that human experience. And be sure to subscribe so you do not miss the next episode. And as always, you can check in the episode descriptions for any links or anything else that I mentioned. And you can find my website link down there as well, CoachRickSchwartz.com, and also all my social media. Most active right now on Facebook and Instagram, but you can find me just about anywhere. Just look for Coach Rick Schwartz, and there I'll be. If you do go to my website and you are interested in talking further about any coaching services I may offer, when you're on the website, click on the discovery call. You can set up a free 30-minute discovery call where we talk about what's going on in your life. We talk about my coaching. If they're a good match, then that's awesome. We can talk about working together from there. And if not, no big deal. I always love a good 30-minute conversation with someone just to talk about stuff. It's kind of fun. All right. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody. 